It's March 3rd, 2023. I'm David Feldman, and this is The Mop Up. Coming up, the Reverend Barry W. Lynn. And then I have some thoughts on Mike Pence, Marjorie Taylor Greene, as well as the absolute insanity, and I do mean clinical insanity, driving the far right. In South Carolina, a jury found Alex Murda guilty of murder. Alex Murdo was found guilty of killing his wife and son on the evening of June 7th, 2021. Sentencing begins today. And the once prominent South Carolina lawyer could face 60 years in prison. The Reverend Barry W. Lynn will have more on this story, which I have not been following. Senator Dianne Feinstein has been admitted to the hospital to be treated for shingles. The 89-year-old California Democrat said she will not seek re-election when her term is up in 2024. In Florida, State Senator Jason Broder has introduced Senate Bill 1316, which would require all bloggers to register with the government before they can write about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis or any member of Florida's executive branch or legislative branch. If passed, all blog posts would have to be registered with the Florida government and the blogger would have to tell the government how much he or she had been paid for that blog post. Failure to register each blog post would result in fines. 47% of Republicans in a new Rasmussen poll say they agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene's call for a national divorce, which would split up the red states from the blue states. I'll have more on Marjorie Taylor Greene later on in the show. Reverend Barry W. Lynn joins us for nearly a quarter of a century. He ran Americans United for separation of church and state. Besides being an attorney and a member of the Supreme Court bar, he is an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ. No personal stories today. I'm not going to talk about my my problems, my aggravation. You're not going to talk about your book that comes out April 1st. But yes. Plug it, please. And how do we pre-order it? Okay. Here's the difficulty. I don't no, 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 no. We're that. not. No, well, <laughs> no, no. This no. is what you can do. Okay. If you want an ebook. Of the three volumes, you can get them at Barnes and Noble. You can also get them through Amazon, although, you know, I think we all have our problems with Amazon. I would recommend you get it at Barnes and Noble if you want an ebook. If you want the other, the heart, the paperback right. three volumes, that will be sent out toward the end of March. And if you go, you shouldn't go to anywhere because there, there's a glitch with they probably talk to the same people you do that the publisher has had a glitch with taking orders and half of the people can do a pre-sale and the other half can't. So that I hope to fix by next Monday. Okay. That's what I hope. All right. We're going to talk about government. Yeah. Let me talk, let me tell you something. Yes. I didn't have a car for I, like t I was living in New York. I didn't have a car. My mother passed away. 
she left me this car. And I thought, okay, I'm going to drive my car. I'm going to drive my mother's car. And all of a sudden, I can't drive it because it has to be registered and blah, 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 blah. I went down to the DMV expecting it to be a nightmare. I almost cried. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. the, the, the New York State Department of Motor Vehicles, they took me. I didn't have an appointment. They were friendly. I got, I had to get a, a, a New York driver's license. And I, I walked around and I said, you know, I scream at health insurance companies all day. And I have to, just for my own mental well-being, I have to praise you all here. I have, I have to tell you, I wish you people ran our healthcare system. This government is better than corporate America. And all my aggravation that I'm having, trying to, I don't want to get into it. No. But promises made, promises not kept. I have to get on the phone with New York State income tax people, no problem. Libraries, no problem. Yep. I want to deal with corporations who I won't name. Hours of hold. Okay. You, no, but no personal, that was a pro-government. No, no, that, that was a personal thing. That was, but I okay, go ahead. Personally. <laughs> when, when you and the, when the Hershenfelds were talking about the issue of rats, there is an answer to why rats and certain other natural beings disturb virtually everyone. Silverfish, think of those. Think yeah. of rats, think of vicious snakes, why do people instinctively have a dislike for them, a guttural reaction? It's because they don't come from this planet. They come from another planet. And you want to know the proof of that is um, that Congress is so convinced now that flying saucers from another planet are here that they stuck hundreds of thousands of dollars into the $858 billion defense authorization bill at the end of the last year, hundreds of thousands of dollars to investigate what? One crash by a so-called avocado-shaped vehicle <laughs> in New Mexico. It crashed into a communications tower. Now think about this. Does anybody in their right mind think that in 1945, when this happened, anybody in the world was designing supersonic aircraft? No. The only reason to look at this is because of this idiotic idea that we have been visited by outer space aliens. No different than the premise of a book, of a short story, I think by Ruald Dahl, that made the point I just made. And that is the things we instinctively hate that disgust us, it's because they're not of this earth. Now, the Congress is doing this. They're investigating this. It's a waste of time. I do wish we were visited by 
people from another planet. That would be wonderful. I would love it. When I was six years old, I was reading books, George Adamski, who claimed to have been transported to Venus, and Barney and Betty Hill, the couple in New Hampshire, they were both taken. They were prod, prodded, probed. It's all baloney. It's literally <laughs> bullshit. It's... They're wasting this money. But Mike Gallagher, a Republican from Wisconsin, is obsessed with this issue of, um, of, of spacecraft. And I mean, he sometimes he talks about it as a national security issue. But frankly, he's interested in it, I think, just because maybe it's going to give him some hope that alien beings from another planet or another dimension have visited us already and perhaps, you know, would vote for him <laughs> in the next election. So it, it's anything to not help humans. If no, you're, of course, it's what, what can we let's talk about anything but universal health care. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought um, there are a couple of other things that people on the investigations committee in the House and includes you know, people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and other, it has kind of five, we'd call them loons if I didn't like the birds so much. Mm, yes. Here are a couple things I should look into. One is very close to home, and that is the disappearance of Judge Crater. Remember yes, Judge, Judge Crater? Crater. Yep, I August 6th. He was, he was having an affair with Amelia Earhart, I believe. He was having various affairs but he disappeared, never to be seen again, on August the 6th, 1939. He bought a ticket uh, to see a play called Dancing Partners, a comedy at the Belasco Theater. And since we're not getting personal, the Belasco Theater is the very first theater I went to in New York City. And I saw a play called Inadmissible Evidence. But that gets us away from yes, Judge, Judge Crater. Crater. Yeah. Uh, he was a womanizer. He disappeared. And if you read deeply into the people who believe that there's something weird, sinister, perhaps supernatural about his disappearance, there was a black swan that appeared in the Central Park uh, Lake the same day he disappeared. You know, that explains it. Yeah, it does. And how I mean, that Mothman, that's another thing that comes from West Virginia. Here is a myth made popular by a movie with Richard Gere called the Mothman Prophecies. And the Mothman is this creature that allegedly was seen by a couple out driving with wild red eyes. Wild red eyes. It created such a controversy and led so many other people to claim they had seen a similar creature. They had seen this. Now they have a museum for Mothman in West Virginia, and they have a festival every year to celebrate Mothman. Now, I would like there to be a Mothman, but I don't think there is a Mothman because certain birds, when they catch headlight gleams like wild turkeys, the eyes turn red. Mm. I prefer science to fun stuff. But if the investigations committee wants to continue investigating everybody and everything, go for Judge Crater. 
go for Mothman and then and leave the attacks on Dr. Fauci out of it. Yes. Can I get an amen? From amen. And, and okay. by the way, I like you angry. Good. I should be angry. We, you should be. We need angry ministers. Well, it, we do. And we've discussed it before. Yeah. And I don't think most people, uh, it, I think I told you, and I don't mean to be to say this in a disparaging way, but it's going to sound that way. Um, it is so difficult to get people to even go to church now. And people fear that if they bring up any subject that's a remote controversy, they will lose money and they will lose parishioners and they won't even watch on Zoom. And I have to admit the last two Sundays, I did watch church services on Zoom. A wonderful minister and the United Church of Christ and the Unitarians and some Presbyterian churches do talk about issues in those sermons. Now, let Most me just don't. Uh, in dealing with certain members of the uh, healthcare industry, I have told people <clears throat> that they're going to burn in hell. Yeah. There is what is it an imprecative prayer? What what is the prayer that you've been victimized by? Uh, imprecatory prayers, imprecat prayers for the death or serious illness of someone you don't like. So is it against the law when I'm on the phone with somebody from a health insurance company <laughs> to, to now say, I am going to pray for your demise? I'm not going to I'm not going to bring it about, but I'm right. going to get my good book, my holy book, drop to my knees and pray for your demise. Is that a, as a lawyer? Is that yeah. against the law? As a lawyer, no. But I was involved in a, a, a case where a friend of mine, who was also a church state separationist, uh, named Mikey Weinstein. I know Mikey, him. He's been on the show. Yeah. He's Mikey's with the, the guy. And, military yeah, guy. He's a military, military guy. And very, he was very conservative. And then, also believes but, in UFOs. I don't know that. That he does. He well, he, he, should. he worked. The in, next I time I talk to him, I'll say, "Don't believe any." I of swear that to you. He he I, I swear to you. He worked in the Bush White House. Yes, he, he did. He was a lawyer in the White House. And he said George there are Bush. things yep. Yep. that they're not telling you about UFOs. But I, I'm not making <laughs> that up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, and he was uh, somebody also leveled an imprecatory prayer against Mikey. And he called me and he said, do you want to, I'm going to sue this guy because I want him to have to say on the stand, uh, well, I did that prayer, but I don't think it meant anything. <laughs> and uh, I declined to do that. And uh, he was not successful. How many imprecatory no. prayers have been waged against you? Well, there are two very specific people who have been doing imprecatory prayers for at least 10 or 15 years against me. One is a guy named Wiley Drake out in <laughs> California. I know it sounds like it should be a cartoon character, but it's uh -huh. a guy. And another was a coach in Ohio who was praying with his teammates. Uh, mm. I think now no, he was a, he was praying. He was in the military and somehow he had some side gig and was praying in uniform and he got fired. And so he started doing imprecatory prayers, which didn't stop him from coming up to me at a buffet 
lunch once and say, hey, Barry, thanks a lot, you know, because uh, I've gotten so many supporters now because <laughs> of your attacks on me. And I said, great. Thank you very much. I'll do I'll keep doing it. Yeah, you're in my prayers. You're in my present. So that's so that's all that. So if I say now, to somebody from a health insurance company, I'm never going to lift a finger to hurt you. Just know you're in my prayers every night and I'm praying that something really bad happens to you. Is that against the law? No, 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 it is not. And, no. and, and should we as lefties wage a spiritual war against these Christian nationalists and tell them we don't have to actually do it, but tell them we're praying against them? Would that yeah, would I, that freak them out? It might freak them out. One of the people uh, you can fight remember, fire and brimstone with fire and brimstone is yeah, what I'm saying. Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee yes. was asked once about one of these guys who was praying for my death. And he said he thought it was more important to be in the business of saving souls than condemning them. OK, that was his. before now, we turn to Congress, okay. I have an idea. Let's do it. Our enemy is really stupid. And I'm talking about red state people, not people yeah. who live in red states, but people who identify with the red states. Yep. We, we get a website and anytime anybody dies, we uh, post date an imprecatory prayer. So we, we say so and so we, we find out that a right winger died on, let's say, you know, May 1st. And uh, on, so on May 1st, we post date a, an imprecatory prayer from April 1st. And, and we just write the specifics that pray that he die. And so these idiots read the webs. Oh, my God. They prayed that he die in a hotel room. With them. <laughs> well, it's a clever it's a clever idea. And we scare them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk to me about how to do that right after you set up the Church of Feldman. The Church of Feldman, where yeah. we pray for the... Okay, what yeah. should we be now, doing? Yeah. Go ahead. Bogart. Okay, it's two things to do briefly. If you can imagine, most people can't, including me, a United States Senate and a United States House of Representatives made up entirely of people who are just like Lauren Boebert mm. and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And we forget sometimes that the people in a lot of state legislatures are just like that. And they're in the majority. And I just wanted to give you a couple of examples. In West Virginia, um, has Senate Bill 619. Its third provision of the bill says teachers in public schools, including public charter schools that include any one or more of grades, kindergarten through 12, may teach intelligent design as a theory of how the universe and or humanity came to exist. What are they going to do? They're trying to get a creationism case back to the United States Supreme Court and hope that people on the court are dumb enough to think that creation science is real science. And when you look at the overturning of longtime precedents that's been going on by the Supreme Court, it's not necessarily a bad idea, but it is, of course, a stupid mm -hmm. idea. And then come to Florida, science education 
Uh, they, they do not want, as you probably know, Florida does not want to teach divisive subjects. That's the phrase they use. Like division? Any public school. Like division? Like, like vision. Division. Like vision. <laughs> well, here, but that doesn't go far enough because a very powerful member of the state legislature has decided that um, you can't have a university major at any state school on gender studies or race, critical race theory, not even in a college, and goes further and says that the people who ought to make the curriculum are not the administrators of those state schools, but uh, individual, uh, well, no, let me get, it, it's so confusing. This thing is incomprehensible. Mm -hmm. What they say is they want no teacher input. So if you're hiring a science teacher and you're in the chemistry department trying to teach organic chemistry, which is very difficult, as you pointed out yes. earlier, yes, that you, you have to let the academic dean or the president of the college make the appointments. You can't ask the colleagues, the future colleagues of a potential employee, what to think about anything. Now, that's Florida. And then, of course, Florida, just last night, I learned this. I'm doing what Mel Mortsall used to do. You know, you'd read the newspaper. Mm -hmm. He would go in and he would read the newspaper. So here's what I saw this morning. Here's a bill in Florida by one of the most significant members of the House in Florida. Any political parties can be canceled and its members required to re-register as something else. Now, who is this aimed at? This is aimed at the Democratic Party, because one of the things that uh, this uh, character, Blake Ingoglia, Blake Ingoglia wants done, is that you can't be a political party in the state of Florida, if you ever supported the protection of slavery and a Opposed civil rights reforms after the Civil War or before the Civil War. Now, that's the Democrats because Southern Democrats were segregationists for right. the most part. So he this is he doesn't mention the Democratic Party, but that's exactly what he's targeting. It's the only group. If you get decertified, then you have to come up with a new name for your political party in order to avoid the fact that a hundred years ago, you were on the wrong side of history. Wow. wow. That's, that's another nutty idea. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's How come we all. didn't think of that? We, we didn't think of it. But here's another thing. This I also learned about just today. Here is in Tennessee, which is also controlled largely by uh, wing nuts, to put it politely. They're discussing new ways to execute people in the state of Tennessee. And the big change that they've already made is to allow for firing squads in Tennessee. So a guy yesterday says during the committee markup of the bill, could we also amend this bill to allow hanging on a tree, hanging on a tree? Tennessee used to hang 
African-Americans from trees. He wants to do that. He's not talking about building gallows or anything. He's talking about hanging people from a tree like you see in uh, in those really old racist movies. So right. thank goodness we don't have in Congress, bad as it is, we don't have people doing the sheer nuttiness and getting it passed that we see in state legislatures. Because our con because the Republicans in Congress hate trees. They'd rather cut the trees down. Yeah, they would. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah make the gal. Here, okay, there's big news in the Murdoch case because we're yes. getting out of time here. He was convicted just an, about an hour ago. Of murder. Of two counts of murder. Mur Murdoch is convicted of murder. Of murder. Yeah. What I didn't know until I actually went and did what you said you might do, watch those Netflix specials that uh, Pawpaw Murdaugh, which is the name he used to try to tell the jurors he really cared about his son and couldn't have killed him, he was involved in a murder himself. He, he was out with five other people in a boat, completely drunk, going around in circles. He ran the boat into a bridge abutment. Everybody fell out. Five of them got to shore and one young woman died. And he was in the process of being tried for that. And this Murtaugh thing on Netflix, it, it shouldn't have been brought up, of course, that the son was a murderer. You don't kill murderers. You don't, I don't even want the state to kill murderers. But good Lord, I mean, this is a big, big part of the story. And I don't think 10% of people who watch it even know that uh, the younger Murtaugh was invited in this fatal, drunken uh, crash, which he did try to blame on one of the other young men in, in the boat and that dissipated. But once you're accused, uh, you've got a long way to dig out. So is the story now over? He appeals? What happens? No, he's certainly going to appeal, but I don't, there's no way that this jury, this is a high profile case. It only took him three hours to come to, you know, a verdict of guilty of murder. Not just no hedging of the bets. This is murder and they're going to be perfectly. They can do anything they want. They can appeal. They can try to appeal first, uh, you know, to through the state system, maybe to find a way to get into the federal system. But they're not going to win. I mean, even Clarence Thomas, nobody could look at this evidence and think that Alex Murdoch was somehow an innocent man. Just a day or two ago, they introduced the theory, which is incomprehensible theory, that there had to be two people because there were two people dead. And so they concocted this weird argument that it took two people to kill the two people. And by the way, Alex re really wasn't there. That the, the video tape taken on uh, one of the son's cameras. I mean, that's just a fatal piece of evidence. It proves he was there. There are time stamps. They know exactly when he was there. He was there just moments before the death of his wife and younger child.
great. Not great that uh, he. No, but uh, it's yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy. The Reverend Barry but, W. Go, you have one more thing. I know we. No, have to- no, no, no. I, I'm I'm fine. I do have to go. But uh, and the book thing, I'll have more details next week okay. about how you can buy it in a pre-sale. The Reverend Barry W. Lynn has a new book coming out, April Fool's Day, The Three Ps. And we don't want to plug it, or do we want to plug it? No, we do want to plug it. It's three. Di- it's a high school student came up to me at a party once. He said, I want to do what you do when I get out of school. I said, what do you think I do? He said, I think you get paid to piss people off. <laughs> and another, a reporter in Washington once said, I was one of the few people who could do a plosive on camera without spitting. And so I thought, let's find three Ps. Peace, porn, and prayer. And that's what it's all about. It is. Stay out of trouble, Reverend. Only good trouble. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to The David Feldman Show, you happy, self-actualized hump. Birthday, happy birthday to you. Hi, I'm David Feldman, and this is The Mop-Up. Before we start, a little advice. Never agree to a weenus measuring contest in the middle of a below freezing blizzard. That's that's all I can tell you. Never (laughs) never agree to a weenus measuring contest if it's uh, below freezing in the middle of a blizzard. Speaking of weenuses... During an interview with CBS News in Michigan on Wednesday, former Vice President Mike Pence refused to say whether he would vote for Donald Trump if Donald Trump is the GOP nominee in 2024. Pence refused to say whether he himself is running for president. Pence also refused to say anything bad about Donald Trump. He refused to say whether Trump instigated the insurrection that prompted hundreds of supporters to storm the Capitol and try to hang him. Pence is also refusing to say anything to the special counsel looking into Donald Trump because he refuses to say, you know, this is the kind of leadership America is craving. A man who means what he doesn't say and doesn't say what he doesn't mean. He doesn't say In a newly released sworn testimony, Rupert Murdoch, the chairman of Fox, admitted under oath that he knew Fox News hosts were spreading lies about the 2020 election results. Murdoch, under oath, said he did have the power to stop the lies, but he chose not to. In court filings for the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit, filed by Dominion Voting Systems, it's been revealed that Fox News anchors and executives all knew Donald Trump lost in 2020. And a new memo released this week reveals they didn't want to piss off their viewers. That's why they kept telling the lie. They didn't want to piss off Fox viewers because you don't want to piss off Fox News viewers, they might do something insane, like, you know, storm the Capitol. That's all Fox News does. 
is piss off its viewers. See, but Fox News doesn't want their viewers pissed off at Fox News. The viewers wanted to be told that Trump won. So Fox told them what they wanted to hear because Rupert Murdoch has always been fine with the lies. He's never had a problem with the lies. Uh, here he is out on the town with his latest fiance, uh, George Santos. She'll be replacing Jerry Hall, the beautiful uh, George Santos. They make a great couple. Yeah. Governor Ron DeSantis. Let's go full screen here on this. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Let me just look at that for one second. Yeah, Ron DeSantis has written a new book. And because it's for DeSantis voters, that means it's written for third graders, which is why Ron DeSantis stopped by Tampa Bay Public Library this afternoon to do a book signing and reading of his book for Drag Queen Story Hour. Well, let's talk about his book because it's doing really well. Congratulations. It's a number one bestseller. People are buying the book. They can't read it, but they're buying the book. So the title of Ron's book is The Courage to be Free, Florida's Blueprint for America's Survival. Florida's Blueprint for America's Survival. Because whenever anybody hears about Florida, the first thing we all think is, if only the person in charge could give us the recipe for Florida's secret sauce. How can we, how can the rest of America be more like Florida? How can my state, how can my state have alligators strung out on bath salts, drive an ice cream truck into a white pride parade? How can we be more like Ron DeSantis, his great state of Florida? Give us the blueprint for America's survival, Ron DeSantis. Well, his book is being marketed to different parts of the country. So in South Carolina, his book is entitled The Courage to Be Free to Say What You're Really Thinking. And that's a picture, I believe, of the governor wearing a white hood over his head. Not quite sure why Ron DeSantis would have a, uh, a white hood over his head. That is that a bondage thing? I, that, that makes uh, no sense to me. No sense whatsoever. And in Texas, his book is being sold with the title, The Courage to Be Free Labor Inside Our State Prison System. The Courage to Be Free Labor Inside Our State Prison System. I see, because he's running in Texas, and Texas loves free labor inside their Texas prisons. Free labor. In Texas, their prisoners don't get paid. Texas has prisoners, I'm not making this up, who are literally picking cotton for free. And I can't put my finger on it, but it reminds me of something. I forget uh, people not being paid to pick cotton. Uh, I forget. It reminds me of something. It reminds me of something that Ron DeSantis doesn't want taught in our public schools, so it seems to have slipped my mind. People not being paid to pick cotton. That's what's going on in Texas. Uh, this is the book Ron will be hawking at CPAC this week. CPAC is meeting this week. It's uh, The book is entitled The Courage to be Free, 
from blacks, Hispanics, and the LGBTQ. Well, I, I don't know how that's going to sell at uh, CPAC. Uh, Matt Schlapp, the head of Matt Schlapp, the head of CPAC, um, I think he'd be okay with all of that except the LGBTQ part. I, I'm not making this up, and you have Google, you have internet literacy. Look this up. CPAC, Matt Schlapp's CPAC meets this week, March 1 through 4 in Washington, D.C. Google this. They are meeting. Matt Schlapp's CPAC is meeting at the Gaylord National Harbor. That's where it's being held in Washington, D.C. at Gaylord National Harbor. Gaylord. Gaylord National Harbor. Hmm. Gaylord. I don't know why that feels odd that Matt Schlapp would hold uh, this year's CPAC meeting in a place called Gaylord National Harbor. Google it. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, The Courage to be Free, that is the name of Ron DeSantis's book. And People like him love courage. They do. He's a a Southern governor, and his book is entitled The Courage to be Free. Other Southern governors also had the word courage in uh, their book. Uh, George Wallace, uh, when he was running for president in 64, 68, his book in 64 was entitled It Takes Courage. Wallace has it. Do you? That's the name of his book, Courage. And Ron DeSantis is all about courage. George Wallace says it took courage. And Ron DeSantis says it takes courage, you know, to kick people when they're down. It takes a lot of courage to kick people when they're down. And that's what George Wallace did. And it's what Ron DeSantis is doing, Ron DeSantis. And I will keep reminding you that he was a JAG officer. He did not see any action in Iraq. He was a JAG officer. The only action he saw was when he was looking the other way at Gitmo while they were torturing the inmates. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has been calling DeSantis Meatball Ron. This is true. Uh, Donald Trump has been calling Ron DeSantis Meatball Ron, but announced that he would find a new nickname. He said he's no longer going to call Ron DeSantis Meatball Ron. Some say it's because Meatball Ron is offensive to Italians. I, on the other hand, think Meatball Ron is offensive to meatballs. (laughs) I think. Why besmirch the good name of meatballs by associating them with Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump, by the way, will speak at CPAC at the end of this week, where he will be joined by Matt Schlapp, the head of CPAC, and his lovely wife, Mercedes Schlapp. Mercedes Schlapp and Matt Schlapp. These two are known as conservative Washington's favorite power couple, but one of them is known as Washington's favorite power bottom. It's March, so groundskeepers at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, are putting fresh dirt on top of Ivana Trump's grave. This is an actual photograph 
of fresh dirt on top of Ivana Trump's grave at the Bedminster uh, Golf Club that Donald Trump owns. Who buries their wife at their <laughs> at their golf club? If you remember, Donald Trump had Ivana, his ex-wife, buried at his favorite golf course so he could cheat on her, literally. Right. We all know that he cheats at golf and this way he buries her, you know, on the third hole and he can literally stand on top of Ivana and literally cheat on her. Maybe he can bring Marla Maples out to Bedminster for a round and for all time's sake, they can cheat on Ivana together again, like all time's sake. Like that's the least crazy thing about Donald Trump. <laughs> he buried his wife at his golf course. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of nasty divorces, Marjorie Taylor Greene says it's time America was divorced, in her case, from reality. Marjorie Taylor Greene said the blue states and the red states should go their separate ways. Now, her constituents in Georgia should be all in on that because we know how well that worked out for Atlanta the last time we tried something like this. I believe Atlanta ended up burning worse than that tantric sex guru's urine right after he and Marjorie bumped uglies in a strip mall against a dumpster behind a gold's gym. Allegedly, his urine was burning like Atlanta after bumping uglies with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Allegedly, you know, we make fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene. But she is a devout Christian and she calls herself a Christian nationalist. So she's being persecuted because she's a Christian nationalist. The Daily Mail in the UK has been printing stories about Marjorie Taylor Greene's love life. And these are all lies. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I just want to show these articles as an example of the kind of persecution that good Christian nationalists like Marjorie Taylor Greene are going through. Uh, just because of her strongly held religious beliefs, the Daily Mail is coming for her. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene says we're a Christian nation. And just because of that, look at the rubbish the Daily Mail is printing about poor Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, this is what good Christians like Marjorie Taylor Greene are up against. And, and I'm bringing this up because I think Marjorie should sue. Uh, she should sue in Great Britain because that's where the Daily Mail is headquartered. And Great Britain has much more lenient laws. It's much easier to sue for defamation in Great Britain and I really think Marjorie Taylor Greene should sue the Daily Mail for printing this two years ago. And uh, I just got around to uh, bringing this up. I didn't have time, but it's a pack of lies. They say Marjorie Taylor Greene, they say these are lies. They say she cheated openly on her husband of 25 years. She's had three kids with her husband She's a good Christian. Why would she cheat on her husband? They say she cheated. She's got to sue the Daily Mail. This has been on their website for two years. And she has a pretty good lawyer. I'll tell you about him in a second. She should sue the Daily Mail. 
They say that she cheated openly with a polyamorous tantric sex guru, and then she dumped him for the manager at her gym. These are lies, Marjorie, and you need to sue the Daily Mail for reporting this. It's been up on their website for two years now. I've been meaning to to bring this up because it sickens me to think that they can get away with these lies. And Marjorie Taylor Greene told the Daily Mail it was all lies. And she added, and they did print this in the story, she added that it was part of a conspiracy to smear her name because she's America's biggest threat to the socialist agenda. And that's true. That is what the Daily Mail, which is Keir Starmer, Jeremy Corbyn, they, the Daily Mail hates people who are right wing. Anybody knows anything about the Daily Mail. They just they're part of the socialist agenda and they lie on behalf of lefties. If you know anything about the Daily Mail, they they just tell lies to to further the socialist agenda. And it's a lie. And Marjorie should sue the Daily Mail. This is still up on their website for two years. I mean, look how happy she is with her husband. Don't they look happily married? They're happily married because they're good Christians who believe marriage is between a man and a woman and maybe occasionally a polyamorous sex guru or a gym manager. But they're happily married and sh and she should sue the oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. It says her husband filed uh, for divorce last year. And then around Christmas time, their divorce went through. Well, she should sue the Daily Mail because this story came out two years ago and it ended up ruining her marriage. This is a lawsuit, Marjorie. They destroyed your marriage because you're a good Christian. This is a lawsuit. Let me go back to the story in the Daily Mail. Uh, two years ago, the Daily Mail reported that Marjorie Taylor Greene had an affair with this guy, polyamorous tantric sex guru, Craig Ivey. How can this be true? This is a lie. This is an absolute pure and simple, and she should sue. Do you, do you believe, look at this picture. Do you, do you think that a United States Congresswoman like Marjorie Taylor Greene would have sex with this guy? This, we're talking about the same Republican Congresswoman, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, who claimed yesterday during hearings that Joe Biden is personally responsible for the fentanyl deaths of two young men who died in 2020 when Donald Trump was president. Uh, that would be reckless for Marjorie Taylor Greene to cheat on her husband and sleep with this guy. And the last thing Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is reckless. She's just not a reckless person. This is, uh, according to the Daily Mail, and I'm sorry that I have to show this to you, uh, but I'm just making a case for the lawsuit that Marjorie Taylor Greene, she should sue the Daily Mail. According to the Daily Mail, they put this picture up. This has to be a lie. This is Craig Ivey, the tantric warrior. He allegedly teaches tantric love. Now, what is tantric love? From what I understand, it's uh, sex, but without any climaxing. 
In other words, he's on antidepressants. But come on, he's not having tantric. No woman, at least, is having tantric sex with him. Impossible to have tantric sex with this guy. I mean, the minute he looks into your eyes, you're going to explode. You can't hold back. It's impossible. This story, that's why I say she has to sue the Daily Mail. It makes absolutely no sense. And Marjorie Taylor Greene should sue because the Daily Mail is attacking her reputation, a reputation she needs to uphold. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is the same woman who screamed at David Hogg, one of the survivors of the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Florida. She she. He was testifying, so she ran up to him in Washington, D.C., accused him of being a liar. He was, you know, I think he was 18 at the time, 17. He had just survived Stoneman Douglas High School's shooting. And and she said that mass slaughter was staged. And a woman with that much integrity would never cheat on her husband, at least not with this guy. I mean, she's part of the House leadership now. She's on all the committees, right? McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy loves her. So this is this is a woman's reputation that the Daily Mail is is tarnishing. Here's another picture of her alleged lover. This is, again, from the Daily Mail two years ago. I want you to think for a second how ridiculous this is. What a slam dunk of a defamation lawsuit Marjorie has. I want you to think of Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Christian nationalist, a mother of three. Does she seem like the kind of woman who would abandon her family for this guy? It makes no sense. We're talking about an astrophysicist who studies Jewish space lasers and the role they play in sparking forest fires. Why would she doesn't have time to ruin her reputation with 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 a guy like that, it's this is a lawsuit. And well, OK, I'm, I'm getting a little more information. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, this Daily Mail story and uh, well, it turns out I don't know what this means. This is all very confusing to me. There, there's this guy, Jim Fergie Chambers. And it says that he is the grandson of the richest woman in Georgia, and he owned uh, several gyms uh, in 2012. And Marjorie Taylor Greene worked at the gym. He was at one time he was her boss. And when the Daily Mail story came out, uh, Marjorie was running for Congress in 2020. And so he tweeted this, and I don't understand what this means. So when you worked for me, Marjorie Taylor Greene, he's addressing her. So when you worked for me at CrossFit Alpharetta, that was the name of his gym. When you worked for me at CrossFit Alpharetta in 2012, the extramarital affairs you had with Justin and Craig, those were just Jesus approved, right? That's what he wrote. So what is that? So he's covering for her, right? He's saying her extramarital affairs were Ju- were Jesus approved, right? So I didn't know that. But apparently you can get your extramarital affairs approved by Jesus. 
unless he's being sarcastic. I, I you know, I'm bad with sarcasm. You know, I think he's being I'm a little slow. I think this is sarcasm. I, I see that it's sarcasm in my notes because he added after that tweet, quote, I would never choose to dock someone's infidelities unless they're Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then he linked to her campaign website. So it wasn't sarcasm. He would, I would sue this guy too, Marjorie. I would sue him. I'd sue the Daily Mail and I'd sue Jesus because this is character defamation. Jesus should have approved your extramarital affairs that you never had. You should sue Jesus. I don't know why people are going after this poor woman, the Daily Mail. And this is from the New Yorker. Uh, I hate to bring this up. I mean, it's just terrible, but it's an example of how a good Christian woman who goes to Washington, D.C. is they pile they just pile on her for being a good Christian woman. This is from The New Yorker. This is from two years ago. And I'll read you uh, this part here. It says Chambers, that was the guy whose tweet I just read. Chambers got on social media and told the world that back when he knew Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was having, quote, multiple blatant extramarital affairs in front of all of us, unquote. He added, I don't even judge that until you say the kind of shit she does and claim the Jesus about it. Green, who was baptized at an evangelical church in a suburb just north of Atlanta in 2011 and speaks frequently about being Christian, has said that she wants to bring, quote, my faith and my family values to Washington. She wants to bring her faith and her family, well, she's not bringing her family. The husband uh, filed for divorce. They're just, this is, you know, cosmopolitan New York mag, New Yorker, the New Yorker, the New Yorker, just trying to humiliate a good Christian woman. Let's read this because I think she should sue the, the New Yorker. Uh, the woman who wrote the article goes on to write, I spoke to one of the men with whom Green allegedly had an affair. So the New Yorker had to interview one of the men she allegedly had an affair with. OK, he asked not to be named and told me that he, too, was bothered by Green's hypocrisy. He provided me with a screenshot of a text exchange in which Green acknowledged sleeping with him. Quote, she never talked about politics, he said. He told me he later learned that she was also sleeping with another man who was not her husband, quote, while the whole time being super Christian. He added, quote, she's not the pro-family, pro-Christian, strong businesswoman she touts herself to be. You have to sue these people. They are piling on this poor Christian woman let me read on. This is an example of what they do to a strong Christian woman who gets elected and goes to Congress. This is the politics of personal destruction from The New Yorker. You've got to sue. You've got to sue. When I asked Green, this is from The New Yorker, when I asked Green about the alleged affair, she replied by texting me a series of screenshots from Chambers' social media account. Chambers was the gym owner who called her out on the two guys she slept with. 
and, uh, and including a photo of the sign he put up on his gym. Green texted, quote, let me be clear with you. This is what she warned the reporter from The New Yorker. Let me be clear with you. Writing defamatory articles about me is a very bad choice. Be very wise in who your sources are. She also directed me to her attorney, L. Lynn Wood. L. She's got L. Lynn Wood as her attorney. Why are you not suing The New Yorker? And, and the Daily Mail and Jesus for defamation uh, of of your character. This is her attorney. This He's a famous attorney. This is L. Lynn Wood. I believe and maybe I'm wrong. The L in L. Lynn Wood stands for nut job. That's what I've been told. The L stands for you would think it would be lunatic, but it's not. It stands for nut job. That is L. Lynn Wood, her attorney. Uh, no, this is L. Lynn Wood. I'm sorry. That was a mistake. And I should be sued for that. Uh, L. Lynn Wood, in case you don't remember, he is a well-respected attorney. And he specializes in defamation. And he's Marjorie Taylor Greene's attorney. Uh, well, he was in 2020 when she was running for office and apparently he still is her attorney. And here you see in this picture, he's got the MAGA hat on. And in his left hand, he's holding a holy Bible. And it's not just any Bible. This is Donald Trump's personal holy Bible. You can tell it's Donald Trump's because this Bible's printed on human skin. And he is Marjorie Taylor Greene's personal attorney, as well as one of Donald Trump's attorneys. So you do not want to get sued by Ellen Wood. And I think Marjorie Taylor Greene should call L. Lynn Wood right now and sue the Daily Mail, sue the New Yorker, sue me, sue my listeners right now for even thinking that a good Christian nationalist like Marjorie Taylor Greene would even think of committing adultery. She is a well-respected member of Congress and she's part of the leadership now. Kevin McCarthy relies on her. You've got to sue all these people and shut them up. She's all about election integrity. And uh, I don't know if you saw her speak yesterday during a House panel on election integrity. She's a great woman. Uh, she went after a real crackpot. This guy, Gabriel Sterling. I don't know if you remember Gabriel Sterling. Reckless with the facts. He's he's a Republican in name only. He's a rhino. He's a Georgia Republican. And uh, on December 1st, 2020, he held this big press conference in Georgia and warned, oh, Donald Trump and Rudy, they're, they're going to they're claiming the election in Georgia was stolen and there's going to be violence. There's going to be. How dare he talk that way? How dare Gabriel Sterling, he's a Georgia election official, first of all, accuse the president in December of 2020 of trying to stir up violence he, out of line. And there should be consequences for politicians like this. I'm going to play you because Marjorie really let him have it this week. He finally got his comeuppance. There is justice because people like Marjorie Taylor Greene have been sent to Washington. I want to play Gabe Sterling.
Some of you might remember this. This is him overreacting, being a drama queen, uh, bad-mouthing the president. This is December 1st, 2020. Gabe Sterling, Georgia Republican, uh, attacking our president, Donald Trump. Here he is. I'm going to do my best to keep it together because it has all gone too far. All of it. Joe DeGeneva today asked for Chris Krebs, a patriot who ran CISA, to be shot. A 20-something tech in Gwinnett County today has death threats and a noose put out saying he should be hung for treason because he was transferring a report on batches from an EMS to a county computer so he could read it. It has to stop. Mr. President, you have not condemned these actions or this language. Senators, you have not condemned this language or these actions. This has to stop. We need you to step up, and if you're going to take a position of leadership, show some. My boss, Secretary Raffensperger, his address is out there. They have people doing caravans in front of their house. They've had people come onto their property. Trisha, his wife of 40 years, is getting sexualized threats through her cell phone. It has to stop. This is elections. This is the backbone of democracy. And all of you who have not said a damn word are complicit in this. It's too much. Yes, fight for every legal vote. Go through your due process. We encourage you. Use your First Amendment. That's fine. Death threats. Physical threats. Intimidation. It's too much. It's not right. They've lost the moral high ground to claim that it is. I don't have all the best words to do this because I'm angry. And the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back today is, again, this 20-year-old contractor for a voting system company just trying to do his job, just there. In fact, I talked to Dominion today, and I said he's one of the better ones they got. His family's getting harassed now. There's a noose out there with his name on it. And it's, it's not right. I've got police protection outside my house. Fine. You know, I took a higher, higher profile job. I get it. Secretary ran for office. His wife knew that too. This kid took a job. He just took a job. And it's just wrong. I can't begin to explain the level of anger I have right now over this. And every American, every Georgian, Republican and Democrat alike should have that same level of anger. Mr. President, it looks like you likely lost the state of Georgia. Sue him. We're investigating. There's always a possibility. I get it. And you have the Sue right this to go man. to the courts. What you don't have the ability to do, and you need to step up and say this, is stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. And it's not right. I, I, it's not right. How dare he? And y'all, I don't have anything scripted. This is... How dare you? Like I said, I'm going to do my best to keep it together. 
Well, you're not doing a good job. Wrong. The Geneva who, who said for Chris Krebs to get shot is a former U.S. attorney. He knows better. This is Gabe Sterling, December 1st, 2020, saying that the president of the United States is stirring up his supporters and somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get shot. He should be sued for talking about the president of the United States this way. How dare he besmirch the reputation of our president? He wraps up with this. I'm playing this. I hope your kids don't can't hear this. A little more. Mr. President, as the secretary said yesterday, people aren't giving you the best advice on what's actually going on the ground. It's time to look forward. If you want to run for your election in four years, fine, do it. But everything we're seeing right now, there's not a path. Be the bigger man here and stop. Step in. Tell your supporters, don't be violent. Don't intimidate. How dare All you. that's wrong. It's un-American. How dare you accuse Trump supporters of being violent and intimidating election officials? There has to be a price that people pay. When you go on record the way this Gabe Sterling did, the Georgia election official, he's a Republican, right? In December of 2020, he's saying, oh, the president of the United States, he's stirring up violence. There has to be a price that people pay for the words they use. He said that on December 1st, 2020, and there was no violence. There was a peaceful transition, right? Donald Trump showed up at the inauguration for Joe Biden. It was once again, America had a peaceful transition. And this guy, Gabe Sterling, for more than two years now, has been hasn't paid a price for besmirching not just the reputation of Donald Trump, but the, the 70 some odd million people who supported him. They're, these are peace loving Americans. He needs and he hasn't apologized, has not apologized. But yesterday. Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, she let him have it. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she sits on the House panel on election integrity. And I'm going to play you this. And this is why we love Marjorie Taylor Greene. Here she is having this poser. Here she is. Here she is sticking it to this poser. Now, that complaint got largely ignored. No one listened. We reported in the news. We reported it to Secretary of State's office. Reported it constantly. And no one gave a shit about what happened to him. But guess what? It wasn't just him. There were many, many people that reported the same issue, not just in Floyd County, but all over the state. And I want to tell you something else. For you to say there were no dead voters in Georgia, no, that, is, that is, there was, there was thousands of dead voters in Georgia. And then, and then the other thing is, you have constantly shilled up for this election. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it, there was blatant, outright fraud in the 2020 election. Complete and total fraud. You know it. You absolutely do know it. I'm going to follow up with one more thing. Trump won Georgia. I know you don't like for me to say that, but I am convinced that he did. I'm born and raised in Georgia, lived there all my life, campaigned all over the state in the 2020 election. And for, to, to come in here for the Election Integrity Caucus and for you to be on the panel, it's actually insulting to election integrity because I think you did a horrific job for the state of Georgia. 
and I can't believe that our tax dollars have to pay you to run our election system. You were formerly a Georgia uh, state employee, and then you got to be a contractor during the election. Well, I, I think that was that. I don't, I don't know why that happened, and no one else got picked, but somehow we ended up with you. But there were massive problems in the recount in Floyd County. They recovered over, I think it was over 2,000 votes for Trump in the hand recount. Floyd County is a tiny little county, teeny tiny little county. To, to recover over 2,000 votes for Trump in a hand recount is outrageous. And then we have the whole catastrophe of suitcases coming out from under the table, videos of them re-scanning uh, stacks of ballots. Yeah, see, that's... Uh, that was all from Fox News. I heard that on Fox News, the the ballots being thrown out and Biden ballots being rescanned. And she let this poser have it. Good for you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You should sue him as well. You should you should call L. Lynn Wood, your attorney and Donald Trump's attorney, and you should sue. And, and you know, I try to get, uh, get in touch with L. Lynn Wood for you. And Forbes, which uh, writes the hagiography for capitalism, it's a, you know, a Republican magazine, Forbes magazine, a headline pro Trump attorney. I'm having trouble contacting L. Lynn Wood, pro Trump attorney Lynn Wood could lose license as Georgia Barr asks for mental health evaluation. I'm trying to find L. Lynn Wood for Marjorie Taylor Greene because this is her attorney. And apparently uh, the Georgia Bar Association wants him to do a mental health evaluation. Um, I don't know. This just doesn't seem more from Forbes. Let me go full screen here. Uh, the Georgia State Bar is moving forward with proceedings. This is from last year against attorney L. Lynn Wood that could result in him losing his legal license due to mental illness or cognitive impairment, an official confirmed to Forbes Friday as the far-right lawyer faces consequences for pushing conspiracy theories and alleging election fraud in a post-election attempt to overturn President Joe Biden's win. That would be Marjorie Taylor Greene's personal attorney that when, when you know when when the new yorker printed those stories about her extramarital affair she said i i want you to know my attorney is l lynn wood and again accusing him like this is the conspiracy you know if you're qAnon talks about the, the bar association is in on it they're accusing him of cognitive impairment and, and mental illness. This is all part of the conspiracy uh, to, to steal the election for Joe Biden. This is another article from Forbes about L. Lynn Wood. Forbes magazine writes, the Georgia Bar's proceedings are the latest consequence Wood has faced for his post-election actions. The attorney has been removed from a separate case in Delaware where he represented former Trump advisor Carter Page, over his, quote unquote, toxic post-election litigation. So I guess uh, they felt his uh, lawyering was toxic. Nicholas Sandman, an 18-year-old from Covington Catholic High School, remember him? He gained attention for his viral standoff with a Native American elder 
Well, he also fired Wood as his attorney on Tuesday. MSNBC host Joy Reid has asked a New York federal court to remove Wood from a defamation case against her. And Mercer Law School is facing pressure to remove Wood's name from a courtroom at the school. Dominion Voting Systems, which has already filed uh, two $1.3 billion lawsuits, I think it's 1.6 actually, two $1.3 billion lawsuits against attorneys Powell and Rudy Giuliani, has suggested it may pursue litigation against Wood for spreading baseless election fraud claims involving the company's voting machines, though none has been filed yet, although I don't know because this is from a year ago. But, uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene should sue L. Lynn Wood. She should call L. Lynn Wood, her attorney, sue The New Yorker, sue The Daily Mail, sue Jesus, and have L. Lynn Wood sue she should have L. Lynn Wood sue L. Lynn Wood. And more importantly, she should have L. Lynn Wood sue Rupert Murdoch from Fox News. Because Rupert Murdoch, we now know, testified under oath that all the election denying that was going on over at Fox News, all the reports of ballots being thrown out, Biden votes being rescanned, all the things that Marjorie Taylor Greene brought up in that clip I played of her screaming at Sterling. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, the head of Fox News, testified under oath that that was all a big lie. It was all lies. And we know from the testimony that Laura Ingram, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity knew it was all lies. And Rupert Murdoch testified under oath that everything Marjorie Taylor Greene said yesterday to that guy Sterling, it's all lies. She should sue Rupert Murdoch because he's calling Marjorie Taylor Greene a liar. You need to sue Rupert Murdoch, Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's calling you a liar. I'm David Feldman, and if you enjoyed this, please hit the like button. Happy birthday, Leslie, and uh, please subscribe to this channel. I have no corporate underwriting. I'm not part of any network, so the only way you can help me is by sharing this. Uh, the only reason you're hearing this is because your friend shared this with you, so please copy and paste the link to this show and share it with friends. That's the best way to help me. Go to David Feldman Show if you have time and sign up for my newsletter. I'm David Feldman reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak. You're listening to The David Feldman Show, you happy, self-actualized hump.